This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we are talking about sedentary behavior and physical activity research, and specifically using software R in the analysis of the data. And we have a great guest uh, for this episode. Our guest has received his PhD from University of Mohagek Ardabili in Iran. After that, he has combined research work and working as a physical education teacher. Currently, our guest is working as a researcher in Southeastern Finland University of Applied Sciences in Mikkeli, Finland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Samad Esmail Chade. Welcome, Samad. Thank you very much, Oli. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, great to great to have you. And and if if I just ask here, some of the listeners might not know R. So could you just give a short explanation that how does it work? How is it different than than the other softwares? Yes, uh, R is a quite free uh, package, free softwares you can use in your computer, and you can freely get access and download it. Especially, I suggest uh, for the beginners uh, to choose RStudio. It's quite free, and you can, for example, uh, after downloading it and installing it, you need to learn the language. When you want to start something, doing something, at first, it is usual for everything. At first, you need to learn the language of that. R has its own language. You need to learn the language. Maybe at the first you face some problems. How how can I use this? It's a bit difficult for me. It's for example, you may see that there are uh, there is one page codes, and it may scare you. Oh, I cannot do it. I cannot write one page of codes for doing, for example, uh, my statistics. But after learning R, you see that. It is quite easy because when you write the codes, you can keep it for later. And later you can only by one click do all the statistics at once. You can change it and you can keep it for other statistical methods you want to use in other papers. You can easily copy and paste it to other R text or R markdown and use it again. It's quite, maybe some uh, beginners tell that, but uh, R doesn't prepare us, doesn't produce us uh, good figures, good maybe plots. But in contrast, I can say that R produces us very, very good uh, plots and figures with high quality. Just we need to learn our language. After learning the language, it would be quite easy for us to do all statistical methods. Because, for example, you need to do a structural equation modeling. You have R. You can simply go and download 
structural equation modeling package from internet for free and start doing your statistics or you need Blondelfman plots easily you go and use for free and download for free Blondelfman package and then you can start using it even you need to use for example long data especially this is very difficult and manipulating data in other packages this is really really difficult every time you need to cut paste cut paste and maybe you uh, do some problems some mistakes but in R you need to only write some very simple codes and only enter then your data will be changed as you wish yeah yeah no that's that's very interesting and and uh, could you tell a little bit more i think there's some listeners who might be thinking that they don't know coding and and they see the benefits of of r learning learning to do it there's many benefits that you it's transparent you can go back and see how did how was the analysis done you can customize things so could you tell a little bit about the learning curve how did you how did you feel in the beginning how how many weeks it took to get to a certain level what kind of background you have in mathematics in a way that that other people can understand should they start start learning it uh, i think for the beginners if they are researchers and already use spss or other packages they don't have any problems because they already uh, knew some have some uh, already had some knowledge about doing the statistical methods so this is quite easy for researchers to learn uh, only for example for me when i want to start i didn't i it, it was quite different environment for me very very difficult and different also and what is this environment i don't like it at all it's quite ugly it seems quite ugly but when i started because i forced myself because i think we shouldn't have prejudice pr pr uh, about something when i started i forced myself i i need to use this because whenever i read some papers uh, that they use quite interesting methods i saw that uh, uh, complex and interesting methods i saw that they use r so i thought with myself if i want to uh, progress i need to learn this r i need to learn how they did uh, how, how they could do this statistical analysis for me i started using youtube you can uh, find a lot of for example uh, maybe dozens of videos explaining everything to you not only youtube you can also use googling there are a lot of even for the questions you may think that this is really a stupid question but when you exactly copy your question on and google it you think you find out that there are a lot of people like you searching the same question and needing the same answer as you need and for this reason i started learning r from the internet nobody uh, uh, actually 
teach uh, art to me. I started with myself because already you have a lot of teachers in the internet. Even for myself, I started, for example, two plus two, then enter. What is the result? The, and even I didn't know what is the R studio and what's the difference between R and R studio. So I saw that R studio is very, very better for me, much better for me, uh, because when you want to type a function in R studio, it is it suggests you that maybe you need this function and instead you choose and continue your doing statistical analysis. For this reason, I suggest researchers don't afraid of starting uh, learning language RR, RR. Maybe you need to, maybe you have one another advantage about R is that maybe you have very, very interesting association between your variables and you want you like to find out about them and show the, those associations but you have little knowledge how can you do in spss you cannot do in spss but when you come to r you can you have every uh, packages in the world you have every packages you have every statistical methods in the world so you may interested to get for example recently uh, almost recently some new uh, methods of grouping categorizing uh, methods been introduced for example uh, latent profile analysis you cannot do it using spss for example, PLS, partial least square. For example, structural equation modeling. For example, compositional data analysis. You cannot do it in SPSS. Maybe you need R. And maybe using this, you can publish much better papers. Maybe you can satisfy yourself much better when you use up-to-date statistical methods. And especially for free. Mm. Yeah, sound, sounds very, very interesting. And you mentioned that there's R and R Studio, and and you find R Studio better. Could you could you explain in simple terms what is the difference between these software software packages or softwares? Actually, uh, both are the same. If we want to compare, actually, uh, and you you should have both of them. Uh, when we want to consider, uh, as for example, using an example, uh, R is the engine and R Studio is a dashboard. Very beautiful, and you have you can access to everything. But if we don't have engine, though that car doesn't work. So the dashboard is quite beautiful, nice. But without engine, dashboard is nothing. So I suggest download Bus R and R Studio because you have to. And but start learning R using R Studio. The uh, the dashboard of R Studio is quite nice and beautiful. And you can, as I uh, told already, even when you start writing something, R, uh, for example, a function. 
our studio suggests you which one do you uh, need at the moment for example i write li then r suggests me library then i choose and i don't need again to write all the whole the word library and even uh, in the in the in front of the library it puts uh, uh, everything i need and i choose my function and again write my uh, what i need for this reason r studio is much better uh, for learning and doing statistical analysis mm. and maybe maybe word of encouragement here for people who don't don't code or are not not maybe too good in mathematics that if you look a code that someone else has done it's always much more difficult to understand and you might be confused but if you actually st like start doing it yourself you you work on half an hour how to calculate something simple and you look at the equation or the code that you have made and it looks like whoa that i actually made that that it looks complicated but even even calculating simple things looks complicated so it might be good to just start doing something and then then look at what did you what did you make how how do you see this this uh understanding when you download a analysis package some analysis how do you see it how easy it is to understand what the code is actually doing kind of understanding someone else's code let me uh, tell this because before i finish uh, uh, forget the things uh, learning R doesn't need you to be a mathematics knowledge. Do you have to have uh, have a mathematic knowledge? It doesn't need because you need uh, to know the codes. Even sometimes you have quite uh, ready codes in the internet. You can only copy and paste, and only put your variable names in the codes so it would be much easier when you have uh, really uh, e uh, ready codes in internet and you copy and only put your variable and data names and you only put press the enter and everything is done and and how was your study you had children in free living how many participants you had what was the age range and how was the how was the research designed yes uh, we included almost 400 more than 400 uh, children age range 9 to 11 years and especially uh, as i told this age uh, children is quite difficult to measure their activity types and active reliving activities and uh, we used quite different data set for, for measuring uh, various types of or needs because as i uh, already told spss is is not able to do such statistical methods and we need r in this package because for example consider that uh, we have maybe uh, more than 50,000 rows for our statistical, for our data set. And every time uh, we need to uh, 
have different find out different associations sometimes we need to have long data set sometimes we have we need to have uh, 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 we don't need long data set wide data set so we need at once to change our data set according to our needs you are not able to do these types of things in SPSS you need to change your data set according to your needs for example we when we want to use or methods for uh, doing statistical analysis for linear mixed models, we need one types of data set and considering and grouping and factor getting factor and filtering and merging a lot of merits for using uh, R, which SPSS is not able at all to do those types of things. And also, again, for descriptive statistics, we need, again, other types of data set for using. And we need quite shorter, wider data set. And uh, you need to do them at once. You cannot copy and paste, for example, 5,000, 50,000 uh, rows and every time uh, merging two types of data set with each other and adding again gender to that or for example a measurement uh, subjects id and a lot of things that you are not able to do with uh, spss but using r you can do it easily and very good and with a lot of benefits this podcast is sponsored by fibian fibian is an accurate sitting and physical activity tracking device and analysis platform it is a great tool for projects that aim for behavior change in sedentary behavior and incidental physical activity. Fibian provides easy-to-understand PDF and web browser reports for participants. Other features include comparisons to recommendations, linking results to health risks, achievement cards, and interactive goal-setting tool. In addition, Fibian provides an API that allows for easy integration to other systems and applications. Learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. Fibian, from researchers to researchers. Mm. And, and when you're analyzing cycling or validating the cycling from free living, the children can be cycling at any point of the day. How do you how do you kind of segment the data? How do you what do you do in R to find those parts that that they are cycling? How did you do it in your your study? We use a diary. We use diary and children and their parents reported their activity types at exact time. For example, children reported their cycling or walking or using car. For example, I am a child and I want to write my diary. I did cycling at 5 o'clock p.m. till 6 o'clock p.m. Then I wrote it and keep it for the Saturday. And again, I used car at o'clock, for example, at 7 o'clock till 7.30 p.m. Then I wrote it. And we use those types of uh, data to compare if Fibion is able is able to measure cycling or walking uh, at exact that time. Uh, 
and it is uh, surprisingly that uh, we saw that yes Fibion is quite successful because there is no other measures uh, good measurement also there are some uh, actually new for example ecological momentary assessments methods uh, but maybe that was uh, a bit difficult for children to use so I used uh, a diary for several days and uh, to measure uh, uh, children activity types and then need to find out if Fibion is able to capture those activities uh, accurately or not and fortunately Fibion do this accurately mm. yeah and and you had 400 over 400 participants and how how many days you had on average for each each participant almost four days and uh, for at least four days because we used to measure for eight days but for uh, most of them we removed most of the days and because most of the days uh, were not okay to include to be included and for this reason uh, we included almost three to four days with valid data hmm. yeah so that's quite a bit of data you had 100 1600 over 1600 days of data and then you then you analyzing it how is it in r that when you have the code ready and you need to run the analysis for 1600 days of data uh, how long it takes in in your case to to analyze you only have the result variables you don't need to play with the raw data so how is the how is the running of the of the analysis this is the really difficult because uh, if you are expert in using r may take you only a few days but uh, if you are not an expert and if you are a beginner it may take you some months it depends on you and your uh, knowledge about using R and because you are not able to do such statistical methods using SPSS or other um, uh, and maybe other packages other softwares <coughs> but you are if you know well the data and if you be expert of using different packages for example there are packages such as tidyverse you can easily use those packages tidyverse or dplyr and you can easily manipulate your data and uh, from long to wide from wide to long or even uh, you can change your data set according to your wish and if you have quite good knowledge about packages about language of R and you know your data well after removing some maybe outliers because some uh, statisticians are in contrast that maybe we need to keep outliers and use robust methods uh, I don't want to speak about uh, those types of things but if you are an expert you can do easily maybe one week it may take you to do the statistical analysis for your study and but if you want to 
go deep inside and find some latent stat uh, latent associations and interesting because oh, as a researcher myself I'm interested to see uh, whether there are there are uh, uh, latent associations between some variables let me check and if I have good knowledge about the field and maybe other fields myself for myself when I want to do a study I measure sometimes measure different and some interesting other variables to later uh, satisfy my interest to see if there is any association between those variables maybe I can find very new interesting association what 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 kind of future research ideas you have what kind of studies you would like to do what do you see as a useful important studies that that should be done in the in the future for myself uh, when i want to start doing research i would like to read a lot of papers and not at once start doing research maybe some hundreds of papers and i would like to do studies about health and well-being using physical activity and physical fitness uh, and using the most recent methods and also the most recent statistical methods and for me, uh, this is very important because uh, I want to get progress and find out uh, and write very good papers and interesting papers. I don't write papers to increase my papers. I want to write paper, paper to be satisfy my interest, my desire, and also a paper or papers that help people helps people to live much better live in healthier conditions yeah this is my and and you you have done studies related to physical activity exercise prescription heart rate accelerometry cognition and so on do you have some some ideas related to those teams or would you like to do some some other teams what what are the the main interests for you yes uh, because i already worked uh, different and various projects considering multiple levels of health such as physical activity body composition and cognitive function in most studies uh, I reached a conclusion that we should, in I think most of the studies related to health, we should include in some important confounders and covariates uh, co such as body composition, age, and socioeconomic status. These are very important. I see that even there are studies about health, and they didn't include it. Uh, they didn't include some very important confounders such as age or body composition and instead of using if you, if we have uh, a few participants i think i suggest using 
objective methods of measuring body composition rather than body, uh, body mass index. Usually, simply using a, a caliper, if we don't have body composition in our system, using a simple caliper, we can measure fat percentage and include it in our analysis. There are a lot of times that some confounders such as body composition and age and socioeconomic status change our associations. And a lot of times they are, are a very important factors we need to include in our analysis. This is my main suggestion and also I again suggest researchers to use the most recent methods of statistical analysis and uh, search a bit more about doing which method. They, I suggest them not only including ANOVA or T-test or Pearson correlation. They can use a lot of very, very good uh, methods for measuring their uh, they're calculating their associations and finding very good uh, associations between their variables if they only try to learn themselves. I am a researcher and this is my data set. I know how to measure, how to do the statistical methods for these, for these variables. Maybe if I uh, give my data to other people. They don't know how are the associations. They cannot find very good associations for me. I know maybe my knowledge is more than other than statistician because the statistician is very good in statistics. I can get his consultant, but I know as a researcher that uh, these data, these these data sets and these variables, maybe there are some latent. I need to spend maybe some more time to find out the best associations, not only writing a paper. Yeah, so good that the researchers can do their analysis by themselves because they, they know the data and the statisticians don't really know, know the intricacies of the data. And uh, and I understood from our discussion before recording that you have fixed time contract in in Mikkeli. And what would be your dream job? What kind of job you are looking after 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 Mikkeli? Or what would be what are you looking for for a job? I am uh, as a uh, researcher and. I've worked for for a lot of time doing research and performed a lot of projects almost almost alone. I desire that find a permanent research job at least for some some years and uh, do my own projects because at least uh, do my own projects and get consultant of other researchers in different fields and do the best studies studies not only do a project i want to do interesting studies but 
This is not possible only by myself alone. We need to get consultant of each other. I am a researcher in physical activity and physical fitness and something like about health. But you are working in other fields. So maybe with each other we can do very good under, uh, uh, studies. We, I suggest, I desire that one day there would be such a possibility to discuss with other researchers and do very, very interesting studies. I am expert in this field, but you are expert in other fields. Multiple people, multiple knowledge can help to make like interaction, like correlation, like something like this in statistics. When we are two, we have two minds. But when I am alone, I have only one mind. When we are three, we have three minds. Three minds are better than one mind, especially if they are different. You can estrange my study and I can estrange your study. By collecting good people at once at the, at the one place, we can do very, very in interesting studies. Yeah, so if, if anyone listening uh, needs a person for a multidisciplinary uh, disciplinary team you have a you have a strong skills in in data analysis and and paper writing and and doing research so you can be in contact with with samad uh how can people find you you can maybe tell your email or something if somebody's interested contacting you my uh, name is a bit difficult to spell but i am samad ismailzade maybe and I have my email address samad.ismailzade yahoo.com and also I'm in ResearchGate, I'm in LinkedIn, I am in uh, also it, people may send me email and using yeah, these Yeah, methods. all right. So if anyone uh, interested for a, for a good researcher, they can they can contact you. So, Samad, this has been very, very interesting discussions. We discussed first about the validation studies in the lab versus free living. Then we, we discussed about the R, R software and, and the learning curve and its, its advantages. And then we talked about the validation study you are doing. So very, very interesting things. Thank you for taking the time for this, this podcast. Thank you very much, Oli. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.